Fire away, guys. Larry, did you just run out of gas, or was it USC, or a combination, or? Uh, well, I'm not going to discredit their effort coming into our building. Um, I do know that when we've got two of our key contributors not playing, and we played about, what, 38 hours ago? And you try to tip off at 1230 <clears throat> for some reason? I don't know that we had a lot of gas in our tank, but I, I, that's not going to be the the guy that blew a gasket out on the court for some stuff and be a crybaby, but um, it didn't fit fit our timing very well with uh, in playing a couple of elite teams back to back. You know, when you're finishing up at nine thirty one night and tipping off at twelve thirty a day and a half later, um, I, I felt like we were a little bit gassed. But I don't want to take any of the credit away from USC. They made some big time plays. Uh, in the first half, they hit a lot of open shots, and then the six open shots they missed, they got rebounds, and guess what? They scored 12 points off of those. So it was a little bit of a perfect storm. We missed five layups in the first half. Can't miss layups, uh, not at this level of big boy basketball. At the end of the day, when you get a layup against a defensive team that's as good as they are, they lead the league in forced turnovers. Uh, when you're presented with a layup, you got to make it. As simple as that sounds. Um, so it was a little bit of a perfect storm. In the first half, I was super proud of the guys for not folding their tent. We got, you know, pulled it to within a two-possession game in the second half. And, uh, yeah, we ran out of steam. How much of a distraction, if any, was the stuff that came out yesterday? Um, just had to deal with that, you and your team? Oh, we didn't deal with it. To be honest with you, Mike, it was a lot of fun. Okay. You know? It's fine. I mean, I'm just talking about the allegations and so forth. All that there, stuff yeah, out. here's what I know. Allegations, until somebody tells me what... Uh, Kyle Kuzma supposedly did he's not guilty in my mind mm -hmm. whatever took place maybe it was after he left school I don't know nobody's put a memo in front of me or interviewed me to know what the hell's going on around the world uh, but until I know for sure what he did I can't respond to that but I know there's a couple different things that are happening one is once a player picks a school to go to and then he becomes successful because last time I checked, Kyle, he was heavily recruited, but people weren't looking to pay him. Actually, they were looking to pay him. We chose not to even talk about it. But there were some people back at four years, five years ago that wanted to pay him. He chose to make the right decision and come here and do it the right way. So if all of a sudden in year three or four, a young man becomes a pretty good player and you got all this agent stuff, I don't have an agent can't stand them uh, no need for them and they start floating around here in the spring when our season's over i saw it happening come in with the little workout guys and try to make connections i don't know what happened but i i know that when i heard that i was disappointed what i was disappointed about was seeing the drum and feather on espn that pisses me off because there's nothing ncaa wise illegal within our program but with the system, if it's ever time for a fix, it's now. But to answer your question, I made a statement yesterday. I focused on our team. My, I'm not puckered up, worried about who's going to be in interviewing me or investigating me or whatever. So it didn't affect us at all. Larry, does, does all of that stuff around college basketball in general take some of the fun out of heading into March and so many distractions? Um. 
yeah, probably not as much fun as it's taken as some other people. I'm having it's 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 disenchanting. It's it's a little bit of a bummer. But um yeah, it's not a whole lot of fun for some of the people I know. In comparatively speaking. So um but yeah, I mean I'm I'm proud to be a coach at Utah. I'm proud to be in the Pac-12. I'm proud to be a college basketball coach. And anybody that tells you over the course of the last six months or whatever the hell's gone on that it's not kind of embarrassing to be a part of, I think is lying. You know, so uh, we're still going to focus on what we can control on is do our job and have fun with these guys. You know, the cool thing about it is our players aren't in, in fear, in fear or wondering what's going to happen to their program. Are we going to get in trouble? Are, and we've talked about that through the last seven years when we recruit guys. You choose to go some places, maybe you're going to deal with that at some point. Maybe some of that's coming to fruition now. So uh, my team, our team, our coaching staff are really all I'm concerned about. And right now we're doing pretty good, and uh, we're just trying to figure out how to you know, do some damage. Larry, have you or anybody with the program reached out to Coos? To... We were told not to. Told not to. That's all I'm saying. We were told not to. You know, because then it looks like we might be telling him what to say or not not to say. I don't have any. That's all I know on that. So this this is kind of what I expected. And that's that's the crazy part about it is there were about four people at the press conference Tuesday when we were getting ready to talk about UCLA and USC. And then all of a sudden something a little negative comes up and that's what everybody wants to talk about. And that 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 pisses me off. But, yeah, I, I get it. You guys are doing your job and you got to talk about stuff. But I'm proud of our team. A lot of guys that, you know, they get some per diem. Few, a few goodies like that, but that I'm proud of our team. I'm proud of the way they responded this weekend. It wasn't fun. Disappointed for our fan base, for the people that showed up to support us. We just didn't have enough in the tank. But th- that's what I want to talk about is is our guys. David you know? Collette had four points in the first half, uh, finished the game with 14. What can you do or what can he do to get going earlier, and how important is it? Well, I mean, if you watch the last six games, uh, there's not a guy on the <clears throat> in the planet that's gotten going. So it's not like – you know, Dave has a, a struggles against an elite shot blocker and uh, an elite wall guy in the other kid besides Metu. Um, wasn't his night, but I mean, he played 30 some minutes the other night. He sprained his knee. I'm not worried about getting Dave going. I'm just, you know, that's uh, that's college basketball is at its finest. And um, he's not the culprit at all. I thought he got fouled a number of times, but that's. Uh, that's not a point of emphasis in our league right now or in our NCAA basketball. So Did you I should like you, probably shut up, shouldn't I, before I just keep blowing off steam. Did you feel like you guys settled early in terms of the shots you were getting? I think no, we got really good shots. We charted them. We had uh, seven of our eight first shots were what we call five shots. We try to earn them. You know, it's not a ill-advised shot. So uh, that's the difference in a game, <clears throat> you know. You got to make open shots when you get them, but I, um, I didn't feel like we settled. We took what was presented to us, and if you take if our guys the way we're shooting the ball, get a wide open three. I'd rather them shoot that than try to shoot a wide open long layup at ten feet. So that might seem like settling, but you get time and a half for the points. So uh, the game plan was fine. It just, uh, you know, it was the layups 
you don't settle when you miss layups. You, you, you know, that's a mistake. So, uh, with some of those combinations, I thought that hurt us and our turnovers, you know, we got a dose for why they lead our conference in creating turnovers. They have some length, they get out in passing lanes, strong hands, uh, and they were ripping us and doing some things, taking it away from us. And, and that was costly, but it wasn't a shot selection issue at all. They, they ran the law plays to get back to back dunks in that critical stretch. Was that a breakdown or just athleticism on their part? Well, you got to have an athlete to do it. Um, but you know, we, I thought a little bit like the other night, you know, you come out of a timeout, you're playing zone, but you still need man rules. And the person that was in the corner, I don't need to call any names has got that guy that's in the corner. And if you decide you're going to just stare at the ball with an elite athlete, you're vulnerable to a lob. And that's what happened both times. You know, we got it. And I said it in the board before the game, even though we're playing a lot of zone, you still have man principles need to be in a stance need to have vision need to be talking and. We came out of the timeout and had a breakdown. That was big. You know, that could have been one of those moments of truth where you get a stop instead of and so much for the timeout. You get them to call a timeout when you're down six and back-to-back dunks. That's that stings. Uh, USC gets a turnover or gets a turnover and goes for a dunk. Uh, you guys call a timeout. USC's dancing on the floor, kind of celebrating right then. What did Special you moment, wasn't it? Special moment. <laughs> what did you tell your guys to get them focused? In oh, that? no, just we're not going to quit. That's all. I'm not interested in who's doing what, the celebrations and the stuff going around. That's that's youthful, exuberance, college basketball. If they want to dance, they can dance. And, uh, you know, I'm not worried about what they're doing. We just – we got punched in the mouth a few times today and it's a setback. I've always talked about the season being a marathon, 18 games in the regular season, about a mile and a half each. And we got down to the last three miles and we had a rough little stretch explainable. Not like we have to, Oh my God, what, what do we need to fix? How do we need to do that? No, it's just part of the schedule. It's part of the injuries. And now we have a week to play before we can close out on senior night against the good Colorado team, finish the marathon off, see who we play in Vegas, when and where, and see if we can do some damage there. <clears throat> Beyond that, it's it's pretty simple. It seemed like the team came out differently in the second half. Was anything said in the locker room during halftime, or how are the, the, the kids responding? I, oh, I just mentioned two things. One of my favorite statements that John Huntsman shared with us when we went up to his house a few months back was... Uh, History uh, difficulty is not an excuse that history accepts. Difficulty is not a excuse that history accepts. And I laid that out in front of our guys. Our season's dedicated to John, so it was fitting. It's hard. But if you want to say, man, this is hard, and just throw in the towel, we can do that or we can keep fighting. Uh, we made a few adjustments. Uh, but again, it was kind of the perfect storm I addressed in the first half. When they make a lot of their open shots and the six that they miss, they get offensive rebounds and make those. Combined with a bunch of missed layup, you're supposed to come in down 10. I mean, it could have been 20. And we were talking before the halftime to try to get it to single digits, and we almost got it, and then it's reachable. So, there, I mean, there are a few adjustments, but it wasn't rocket science in halftime. I mean, our guys, mature kids, to understand what's going on. And what we can't do. So, um, yeah. You talk about how you got a technical when the ref's like 50 feet away from you. You know, at that one point of the game, he was like clear over. The yeah, I was goals. mad at Scotty, our film guy, because he was sticking my clipboard in my face and I wasn't done melting down and I karate chopped it. <laughs> and there you go. 
got split the three kind of in that position to get the top four finish that you wanted. Is that even on your mind right now, or is it? Heck yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. I've talked about that for seven years. Yeah. That's a goal. Is to <clears throat> earn a top. It's a goal for every team in our league, whether they want to talk about it or not, to not have to play on Wednesday. That, that's one thing I know where you get your little ticket punched is if you can win the tournament. And I do know that winning three games is a hell of a lot easier than winning four games. So, But it's proven last year it's not a magical pill. We fought like heck to get the, the bye and then got beat by Cal in the first game. So... But yeah, it's it's more palatable. It means that we finished in the top third of a really good basketball conference. I'm excited. I'll think about that tonight and tomorrow. And but then then it'll be time to gear up for for Colorado. Yeah. So who are we pulling for? Who are we pulling for? So I know uh, when teams are playing at a normal time this afternoon, and I'm watching. Who am I pulling for so we can maybe assure that top seed? Washington to lose. Washington State beat Stanford. We do have the tiebreaker against Stanford because we beat them once and Washington. So somebody, if you want to text me a bad scenario, let me know what the worst case scenario is. You want a piece of me still, Lynn? (laughs) Is there um, there a sense of whether or not Sen's getting closer for you guys? Don't know. <clears throat> have you been able sorry to watch uh, any film on Colorado yet see what they oh no shit I'm just trying to get through <laughs> I'm just I'm just I just said a curse word <laughs> no, no Colorado no I'm just wiping the blood from my face right now after that whipping thanks <laughs>